Today's scripture reading brings us to 2 Samuel chapter 4, short chapter, only divided into two different sections. At this point, uh, David is gaining control. He's getting stronger as far as his kingdom is. Saul's kingdom, which is run by um, Ishbosheth at this moment in time, is coming to an end. And we see that in this chapter. Now, as I said, I have this chapter divided up into two sections. The first one is verses 1 through 8, and I have that titled, Ishbosheth is murdered and David is notified. So it begins with a recap of, or just kind of a catching up of what happened in chapter 3, and that is that Abner is dead. Now, we see here in verse number 1 when Saul's son, and it's interesting how it refers to Ishbosheth multiple times in this chapter, not by name, but by Saul's son. It's linking, making sure that he is married up with him. Uh, so when Saul's son heard that Abner was dead in Hebron, his hands were feeble and all the Israelites were troubled. This goes back to, you really get a sense of who Ishbosheth was, and he was, he was not a strong man. He was more cowardly, as I had referenced him before. He was a puppet king in the hand of Abner. He was afraid when he had said something to Abner about the concubine, and then Abner puffed up against him, and then he, he, he got scared, didn't say anything, and then now when he hears Abner's dead, then Ishbosheth is, he's feeble, and the, the Israelites are all troubled. And because they don't understand, right? They don't understand the type of king that David is. Because any other king would see that this is a, an adversary that is vulnerable. And any other king would come in guns blazing and they would uh, just kind of plunder and pillage and come in with a heavy hand. That way it would solidify his his domain, you know, when he conquered the, the area. David's not like that. You know, the the children of Israel, they don't know that Abner was working with David. At this point, at least a lot of them didn't. You know, they didn't understand that David wanted to peaceably take uh, what God had promised him. So, and one thing you notice, we're going to see that Isbosheth is murdered by two captains of his guard, and their names are Bayana and Rechab. Okay, we see that in verse number two as well. And something I want you to notice three times in verse two, in verse five, in verse nine, we see that uh, Bayana and Rechab are mentioned as being the sons of Reman the Beethrite. Now, uh, that I, I thought that was interesting that they're mentioned, I think, four times by name, and three of them, they're linking their father unto his children. And it made me think of Proverbs 17, 25, a foolish son is a grief to his father and bitterness to her that bear him. You know, he's always remembered from the annals of time in the word of God that he was a father of these murderers. And um, so they go and they see the writing on the wall, much like Abner. And they think that they're going to um, use this opportunity as a way to enhance their stock. They're opportunists and they're murderers is who Rechab and Bayana are. So they sneak into the 
palace while uh, Ishbosheth is sleeping on his bed at noon. Why he's sleeping at noon is anyone's guess. Maybe he's sleeping in, maybe he kept late nights, maybe he took a nap, I don't know, but he's sleeping at noon and the it might have been for sorrow of heart because he understood what, what was happening or feared at least what was happening. They sneak in there, they kill him, they cut off his head, and then they bring it to um, David. Now, I want you to see this. When they bring the head to David, they say these words. Verse number eight. They brought the head of Ishbosheth unto David to Hebron and said to the king, Behold, the head of Ishbosheth, the son of Saul, thine enemy, which sought thy life. And the Lord hath avenged my Lord, the king, this day of Saul and his seed. These murderers, these opportunists, went in the name of the Lord and said, God had done this thing unto you, David. God never enacts evil for good, and he never gives us the right to do evil so that good may abound. Um, Isaiah 5.20, Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. These were, and what they reminded me of was this. They reminded me of some of the uh, the money whores, I guess is the best way to put it. People that say that they are doing the Lord's work, but they're doing nothing but trying to further their own selves. The Benny Hens of the world, the Mike Murdochs, the Kenneth Copelands, those that are saying, oh, the Lord is doing this, and all they're trying to do is pad their pockets. Uh, you know, there, there's all sorts of opportunists in the quote-unquote Christian community, those that are supposedly doing the work in the will of the Lord. To a lesser degree, you have the uh, contemporary crowd who are uh, taking the name of the Lord and they're car- carnalizing it. They're wor- they're making the Lord and bringing it down to the level of that of this earth, to four-footed beasts and creeping things. It's all ungodly, uh, some just to a greater degree than others. So David's response is not what they were expecting because, again, David is not like any other king. And the latter part of this chapter, verses 9 through 12, I have that titled, David Requites, Bayana, and Rechab. David uh, says unto him, and he, 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 he mentions something that we're all thinking, and that is there was a very similar situation just a few chapters ago with the Amalekite, which came thinking that he was going to get a uh, you know, pat on the back from David or a reward or something from David for saying that he helped kill his enemy. Again, David is not like any other king. David made his mistakes and everything, but he had a heart like God. And uh, he, he, he did not condone murder. Now, David, of course, was a man of war. But war is a very different thing than cold-blooded murder, which is what these guys did. They did worse than uh, those did of Abner, than Joab and him did of Abner. So uh, we see that David tells them, he reminds them of that. Uh, this Malachite thought I was going to do him a good thing, and I killed him. He said, do you expect any less? 
you know, you you killed a righteous man. You think I'm going to do any less? So David goes, kills him, cuts her hands off, cuts her feet off, and hangs her body up for all to see. Uh, and then that's the way it ends. He he desecrates those men's bodies um, as a, um, you could say maybe of a warning, but also of a of a show of his guiltlessness that he did not condone this. And uh, then also we see that he showed Ishbosheth respect uh, in that he took his head and he buried it in the uh, sepulcher there with Abner, who was his relative. And so again, that's 12 verses, not, not a long chapter. It mainly deals just with Ishbosheth's murder and how David reacted unto it. But I hope this has been uh, a, uh, a help and a blessing to you, and Lord willing, we'll see you tomorrow.